0: Hey everyone, Eric Watson here, freelance writer, player of games, writer of Voyager quarter of videos, and tabletop role-playing aficionado. Welcome to the DM Roundtable for December 2023. This is a chance for patrons and I to get together and discuss topics in tabletop RPGs, and by sharing our ideas, thoughts, and experiences, we can all become better DMs or GMs. The DM Roundtable discussions are open to all patrons at every level of patreon.com slash roguewatson. You don't even have to be an active participant. You can jump in here and lurk to your heart's content, and we are glad to have you. This month's topic, as determined by the Patreon poll, is weak sessions. Despite our best efforts as DMs, not every session is going to feature amazing moments, satisfying battles, or fun role-playing opportunities. Some sessions end up weaker than others, whether by design, like the falling action after a big session, or gearing up for the next adventure, or unforeseen circumstances such as grumpy players or a tired DM. How do we deal with these weak sessions, and what can we learn from them? Joining me for this month's DM Roundtable, we have Brandon...
1: Hey there.
0: And Jason. Howdy. And Brandon, I believe this was actually your idea for this topic. You uh, incepted the idea and then I added that to the roundtable poll and that ended up being the winner, I believe, based on a recent session that you had. So why don't you kick off our discussion by telling us about a a weak session and why it was weak and why yeah, you blame so, yourself for it? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's
1: where it all started. So it was me complaining because I got finished with the session, uh, went to bed, woke up, and I was still thinking about the session essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, the more I thought about it, I was just like, "Ah, well, this this is a great place to kind of bounce ideas off other people." So let me let me just kind of throw out what I what I experienced. And the thing is, is like, it wasn't my players' fault. My players are great players; they put a lot of energy into it. It was a session that was just a weak session from um, lack of pacing. There was nothing exciting going on, and it was the end of stuff that had happened and lots of action. Multiple sessions. I think it took five sessions for the. Okay, uh, let me backtrack. I'm in Candlekeep. I'm running stage. Candlekeep. Yeah, and I'm trying to connect Candlekeep as a as a whole campaign, and it's not been super complicated so far. Um, basically, like this is the, sorry. This
0: is Candlekeep Mysteries. The 5e yeah, yeah. anthology that got like released anthology cool. yeah
1: and i'm trying to connect all of them to where they they have at least some thread between them and then intersperse like the players um personal situations or own quest lines in, and, and it, it's worked out well so far we're uh at i don't remember the chapter number five or six uh it's one called the price of beauty and it's about a uh, level five adventure um it took a lot longer than I expected it to. Uh, they spent time doing this thing. I thought it was going to be like maybe two sessions. Uh, we've, we had spent four sessions doing it. They find the climax. Uh, they have all of the things that are a result of the climax. They find out other problems and what's going to kind of start leading toward the next thread. Um, and then everybody's done with it. They go back to candle keep and it was that whole next session it's like we had stopped just before they were going to head back to candle keep we get back to candle keep and i realized that there wasn't a lot for me to do for them and that we were kind of going from one adventure module to the next adventure module
0: and um, that was one of the examples i I put in my opening was maybe gearing up for the next adventure those kind of in between sessions get a little tricky
1: and it was one where I think the first player kind of was like, Well, it's getting kind of late and it was only ten thirty. Most of the time we'll play till midnight. <laughs> um and i was like ooh, like it yeah. got me right in the right in the stomach yeah. and then uh the next player which is my wife actually i noticed she had fallen asleep and i was like ooh, <laughs> second one <laughs> <laughs> um, and the the other players we were kind of talking about it and then it turned into montage and maybe next steps and then i was just like you know what how about we
0: just call it here um did you have a specific thing that was going to happen this i, I don't know i don't i'm not privy to your uh like DM prep or planning, but did you have it like, okay, they're going to get back. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. Or was it like, I guess what was the plan going into it?
1: It was me trying to be a little bit more on my toes because of not knowing how they were going to handle whatever situation, like take the information that they had and apply it. I I wasn't sure what was going to go on. Part of the idea with candle keep was me trying to institute um, more downtime activities that are the player's, like ideas and what they want to do during their downtime to try to strengthen their characters. So we've got like rough framework for those things. And my thought was well, between these adventures. I'll be able to exercise the idea of this downtime adventure. I think that's probably part of it. It just kind of fell flat on the players. They didn't have motivation to do the downtime thing. Um, Or it's on autopilot right now for the, the players that have engaged with it. And they're just waiting for the time to go by now. Um, at the end of the session and I've had multiple sessions it makes me Feel like a bad DM. Um, I've had multiple sessions where at the end of it, I'm just like, ugh, I wasted my friend's time. I didn't get anything done. Nobody's happy. They're not going to want to play again. And I, I, know that's unrealistic and unreasonable. I know we're all our worst critics, but for me, it was definitely a situation where I needed to vent and say, look, I know that I've had this frustrating situation. I'm sure other people have had it because misery loves company. I wanted to try to like <laughs> take off some of my my load uh, um, by by experiencing other. Other people's stuff, yeah. But yeah, no, it was just one where, I, ultimately, <clears throat> I think what I've tracked it back to is not having strong planning for the next session, and I think that was by design and by circumstance. There was no way to immediately pull them into the next thing, and kind of no reason to. Um, yeah, just that that session happened to not be as strong. It wasn't exciting, and you know, the uh, my other group, uh, my work game. Um, when we finished the session last two weeks prior or a week and a half prior to that, the player had said, um, you know, Brandon might be a lot of things, but he's good at ending on a cliffhanger. And (laughs) it's because in our work game, it's like every single time I'm trying to, put it in a position to where it's like, we don't have a conclusion yet. We're excited to see what happens. And that way they're more inclined to maybe come back and play again. Right. Like everybody's busy. We're trying to do it after work. Everybody gets tired. So there are times that I can at least continue their game in an exciting way. I've, I've noticed that with, um, Maybe it's the module, but I, I've noticed that there have been more than one session though where I walk away just thinking, Oh man, I just was either not on my game or I wasn't as prepared as I wanted to be. Or uh, have, have you,
0: sir, have you surveyed or spoken to the players and, and try to get like some honest feedback about, like, hey, you know, here's the st- what's and not even maybe tipping your hand at all, but just saying, um. You know, how are the sessions going for you so far? Like, what do you want to see more of? What do you want to see less of? Kind of like a state of the game address I, or something.
1: I definitely have. And I've also tipped my hand both ways. Um, and everybody's always been like, oh, no, no, no. Everything's fine. There's no no problems. Like, And, and that's the feedback that I'm, <clears throat> I trust everybody to have been honest with me and not worried about it. But yeah, actually, that was the first thing that I had said. They had said, thanks again for the game like that same night before I elicited anything. And then I said, Hey, no, uh thank you guys for your time. And basically then just vomited my feelings out of like, Hey, here's my concern with how the session ended. And here's what I want to be looking forward to moving on the next game.
0: Basically. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I think that's the basic building block is the communication.
1: It- I think the risk of being able to have somebody say, Yeah, that wasn't very strong for me, or I'd like to have this, it's gonna make me tailor the game more toward their interests. You know, my wife, she only likes playing when there's a fight. She doesn't like doing role-playing, she doesn't like doing um uh <clears throat> puzzle figuring out because it makes her feel frustrated and and um she doesn't want to look dumb in front of other people but if she only has to say i walk up and i hit him with my cool spell she's all into that and she'll she'll wake back up and and play
0: yeah that's almost a separate topic i think is like um how to run a game for different personality types which is basically most dnd groups right and i I think the goal there is just to Make sure you're not focusing on any one thing too much, and then everybody has a good time. Um, J- Jason, how about you? We, we chime in with you before I <laughs> start speaking about too much. Uh, in terms of week sessions, do you have any uh, anecdotes, both as a DM or as a player, that you've experienced and what you've learned from it?
2: Um.
0: Okay, not to not to make Brandon feel bad, but
2: when I first I've got into this section of my life, <laughs> I. Well, okay, I'll get there. Uh, I never, I don't think I've ever felt, this is just like me starting off this way, I've never really felt coming out of a session that I had like a bad session. I don't say never. Let's say since the last time I started playing, which was like 2015, 2016. I played like 30 years ago, and it was usually generally terrible, but (laughs) I've never walked out of a session now feeling it was terrible. I'm not sure maybe if I'm just not paying tension all the time i tend to when i'm running the game i'm super focused on just like trying to do it as well as i can and you know not looking like a goofball and not looking totally socially anxious, anxious moving crap around in roll 20 and like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff so I, i've just never felt that i've had super bad games but now when this topic came up now i'm kind of like starting to think like well i'm some were better than others and um but yeah, the, th- the thing I was going to bring up is actually the thing that Eric brought up, which is uh, asking your players what they think. You know, not just like right after a session, but you know, after a, an arc or the campaign or you know, whatever that kind of a thing. So I've been thinking about that and whether I could do it. I'm not even sure if I could do it. I think I'd be kind of petrified of um, you know actually hearing about this, which is weird because I'm very self-critical in like everything else I do in life. But for some reason I'm pretty confident in game mastering that I'm at least okay.
0: That's good'll that probably I tend not to lose players I guess that's probably what makes me feel good I tend not yeah. to
2: lose a lot of players. I think that's a good thing
0: uh, well please share some of the advice uh, what like, how long do your sessions go? They're pretty short now uh, just because people are old
2: and <laughs> they've got crap to do yeah uh, and they get tired easy. Um, we're looking at two, two and a half hours, Yeah, like starting later and later kind of a thing. Um, and then, yeah, something like that. Um, I try not to have big groups anymore cause it drives me crazy. Um, it's just too much to do. And I find people get lost. What's so your average five group thoughts? Size? Uh, at this point it's like four, four to five. Yeah. I say five max. Like I ran with one of my groups. I started, um, the start of COVID started with six players, and we did lost Mines, and it was just a nightmare. I could not fail the encounters to, to beat these guys. It was just not was just, just no when they killed the a guy, but that was random. That um, yeah, was tough. I think it would just take now. I'm just like too long. It's com- yeah. If, if, this is 5th it. so yeah, it slows combat down to a crawl. Uh, it makes it really hard in the DM. There's so much waiting for players in between turns. RP three people kind of get lost yeah um and depending on your game if you're one of those dms who has like tries to get everybody's backstory and stuff there and put stuff in that just like brought the whole game to a crawl um some players are good with that some players like to watch other people's games Um, personally i am like kind of semi add and i am just like no give me something to do give me something to do give me something to do i need (laughs) to be
0: right yeah the more players the longer it's going to take before anybody can do anything I definitely capped our uh, our patron game at five players max, no matter what. I was like, I'm not going to go, there's not going to be any kind of system. There's not going to be any kind of addition. Like it's going to, I mean, I put a system in for making sure, you know, it, it's equitable for people getting into the game, but like hard cap at five people. Cause I think, I mean, that's part of the best practices, I think, to try and mitigate weak sessions, right? We can talk all day long about, Hey, make sure you've got a session zero. Make sure you've got, uh, you know, your players and their expectations. Make sure you're actually uh, enjoying what you're doing too because the dm is maybe the most important play, player at the table um you know make sure you're using all the safety controls and measures and make sure everybody's having a good time and that's you know those are all the best practices um i do think that you know you can say you haven't had a, a bad session but i think you, we can all probably admit we've had some sessions that just worked better than others um, and that's not to say that every session needs to be amazing because if everything's amazing, then there is no high. (laughs) Like there needs to be, there's going to be peaks and valleys. Like you're going to have, you're going to have your big climactic, you know, boss battle or, um, amazing role-playing scene or something. That's just going to be the most memorable moment. Like, you know, we do like a top 10 memorable moments or something, and there's going to be, you know, those 10 amazing moments, but then there's going to be some in-between sections. I think, um, certainly as part of prep, I was probably one of those that over-prepared, and probably took my players by the reins a little too much and definitely tends to railroad things a little too much. And I think there's advantages and disadvantages to that approach of overpreparing versus the other end of the spectrum would be like the, the Will Wheaton method or the Jerry Holkins method, which is like, I'm not going to prepare anything, and I'm just going to completely like create this story like on the fly as we go. Which terrifies me and I imagine a lot of people, um, but then you can also build up your skills as, as the ad lib thing and kind of respond to that. I, I think you create the, the pitfall with that approach is you could end up meandering and have things not really pay off in a way. Uh, You know, I've been part of games where, you know, we've done like an entire like shopping session that just kind of went nowhere where people just kind of fucked around in a town or something. And they're just like, this isn't really part of a story. This isn't, you know, doing anything fulfilling. It's just people kind of, I don't know, like acting out these fantasy approaches or something like go play like an MMO or, or, or not even an MMO, but like, um, what's, what's a like social game MMO like a Roblox or something I don't know <laughs> my my oldest plays Roblox I still don't understand what that thing is um but that to me that's and that's different expectations for different players too right some players that's what they want to do whereas others like I want to like crawl through dungeons and fight things and have those cool like I'd rather I want to play in a like a comic book movie or or a Lord of the Rings movie or something that's got you know, it's got cool action fights in it, but that's not all it is necessarily. It's also got, you know, character and story and, and world and all that cool stuff. Versus some f- folks want to be in like just a, a comedy that's just straight comedy of people jackassed around. Or some people want to be in like a, uh, I call them actors movies, but they're just like these heavy dramas where it's a lot of RP and that's the whole thing that happens. And uh, we, were, we were watching a movie last night that was uh, very heavy on the drama and light on the action stuff and my wife two thirds through it. She's like, I'm so bored. (laughs) And I get it. Like that's, and I think that's analogous to how D and D works too, is, is that stuff goes on too long and then you have the, you can tell you're like losing your players. But I guess I would love to talk about specific things that happen that we can try to fix. And something we talked about before we started this recording was um, if we have a rules problem that comes up, um, somewhat, it could be common or uncommon or rare that these different rules, I, I swear there's some rules that we always have to look up, like cover, how that works, like the way stealth works. I think we had to look up more often than we do lately, but I know that we've had, I've had sessions where we have had to look rules up while playing live online with everybody. And we're like, nope, let's sit there and Google search this because there's a discrepancy here where somebody's trying to do a thing, and we're not quite sure of the thing. And a lot of times I will allow people to look it up, but I start like a clock in my head and I'm like, all right, if we can't come up with a definitive answer in like 10 seconds, I'm going to rule on something just to keep the pacing going. And sometimes we've had sessions, we've had to do that multiple times where we're looking up rules and try to remind ourselves what's going on. But I think pacing is always something I'm thinking about, obviously, because I'm doing a live show and that's always in the back of my head. I'm trying to make sure it's entertaining to watch but that's not shitty but also I'm trying to put on an entertaining show for my friends um and keeping them engaged and anything that can slow that down and that doesn't mean it all has to be like crazy excitement all the time either it's not like we're running a full action movie but things that are interesting in terms of like interactable for the players or uh you know they're exploring some space or they're in a really fun dialogue session I, I don't know I, I think it's just it's something that You learn from experience, having, you know, know your players very well also, but I think pacing is probably the, in fact, I could probably call this DM Roundtable uh, topic pacing, (laughs) because to me, that's really the key of of, uh, a lot of the prep. Now, I can't prep for, well, I say that, I actually talked about that a lot during today's crafting stream. I was gonna say, I can't really prep for pacing, like, it's not in my notes, right? I don't type out like, hey, if this is taking too long, then do this. But it's something I'm thinking about, and if you watch the crafting streams, uh, Mondays and Thursdays, then you will realize that I'm thinking about pacing a lot when I'm looking at stuff, and I'm thinking about, okay, how long is this battle going to take? And it's okay to have long fights if they're interesting, and if cool things are happening. I have had sessions that are entire battles that are very fun. I've also had sessions that are mostly a battle that everybody's like, boy, that fight lasted a while <laughs> and you can tell and I can tell in the session where everybody's like oh we're still attacking and "Oh, this guy's still alive all right and you can tell like the the excitement of the battle has kind of drained and now we're just left with like meat sacks
1: <laughs>
0: so I need I, somebody else chime in here because I'm talking too much Brandon what do you got
1: no uh I, I think that's that's basically the same thing I was thinking Um I've had some sessions where everything goes super smoothly. Uh, there's no question about the pacing for everybody. And, you know, I, the more I've thought about it as we've been talking, I know I've experienced this more as a DM at the end of a session because I'm in my head in retrospect as a player i don't think i've ever experienced oh man that that session sucked Mm. uh even when the sessions are slow maybe i'm given space and and i wonder how much of it's because like i'm thinking from a dm's perspective as a player but it's like hey maybe i didn't participate much but i was making space for someone else or like sure i can appreciate that maybe they didn't feel super confident in the situation but it was still fun to do xyz i I don't have a good example for it but
0: yeah i I know i've I've definitely been part of sessions where i was not i was not even part of the main cool thing going on but i still thought it was an amazing session because i was there like enjoying it being part of that thing going on so i think i know what you're talking about there yeah
1: um, so as a player, I don't think I've experienced it. It's definitely been more just from a DM's perspective. Uh, you had mentioned about the rules, and I've definitely had those moments where rules and looking up rules and trying to make sure everybody's on the same page. Um, as part of what we were talking about before, I had a disagreement with – actually, it was a circumstance that was just kind of bad, and it was about surprise. I'll try to truncate this as much as I can, but <clears throat> um, the the character's PC was – or the player's PC was surprised um by a strong attack with a strong poison that almost took him down in one shot and they got kind of defensive and upset because i they felt like i had taken something away from him basically and took away a cool character they were a monk it was an arrow they thought that they should have been able to deflect missiles and i was like well you were surprised and the thing is, is at the moment I, I didn't i just i in my gut i felt it that it wasn't an accurate thing right then but the player was so frustrated and i i could tell it and it was taking away the enjoyment from him and then it started to infect some of the other players because they were getting agitated about the situation but nobody as a player with that group knows the rules that well they just kind of go along with everything and yeah. this was a situation where they that's, had to go tough. along with what i said but they didn't like what i was saying yeah. and i remember it kind of sucking some of the energy out of the thing yeah um we went back we talked about it after the game everybody was cool like it was the next day like all right i needed I needed time for them to cool down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but the next day and, and, and they were okay. And I, I think that's another example of a session that just, you know, it starts out strong. Everybody's excited, having fun. And the next thing you know, you got people just sitting there and leaning back, looking at their phone or something. And it's just like, Oh man, this is because as a DM, just like you were talking about that, you've, uh, you've got situations where you're doing so much all at once. You're paying attention to what the next couple steps are. You're paying attention to um, whether or not you're using the same voice that you tried to use last time. You know what I mean? It's all (laughs) dumb stuff. Like, how am I going to, how am I going to react to this person? So the, I think pacing and having plans oh I, I know another thought that i had was that i realized after the game had started to lose some of its momentum i think matt colville had had a video called orcs attack and that as the as the action slows down and nothing's really happening sometimes orcs just attack and i think that in retrospect <laughs> had i just like you were talking about had you kind of planned for if this doesn't get traction yeah. and i i realized in retrospect again that's that's what it happened was we tried a different way uh i didn't have the here's your situation here's the here's emergency how you backup encounter yeah
0: and i didn't have
1: that yeah, yeah. um and and it was the we're going to try to do downtime stuff and my players just didn't bite on it so not realizing that that was going to be a problem i just assumed that that was what we were going to kind of do the whole session and that was going to fix the problem and it, d- it didn't hit
0: it's always easier to uh have those encounters and not use them what's the idea like you prep for something it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it you know apply that to uh that kind of content right and that's that's kind of what random encounters are for and i don't even like to use them that much in oh, my games man, anymore kind of, yeah right like and that that's going to be a whole topic also is just using random encounters <laughs> but Yeah, for those particular instances, whenever, I mean, we we had a, uh, uh, here in the Call from the Deep campaign, the one random encounter I used uh, when they're traveling, uh, this is spoiler for session, I don't know, nine or 10 or something. They're literally just walking across an island. I wasn't gonna throw any encounters at them, but then I ended up rolling for some and thought, okay, it's actually kind of a cool one. And pacing wise, it felt like a good time. Now, had they gone from like one dungeon crawl to another dungeon crawl, I don't think I would have done a, ran- a, a battle encounter there. I might have done something that was just like a story-based thing or just or just montage, like, hey, you walk across the island for a couple of days. Uh, but we went from, like, a shopping section, which thankfully my players and I are all on the same page, where it's like we, we get through the shopping generally as quickly and efficiently as possible. We, we treat it like a, not even a third-person uh, video game, but like a, like a game where you would have like a menu pop up when you got to town. It was like, hey, here's the three things you can do. You can click on those things and then do them. It's not even, you're not even really wandering the town anymore at this point. uh, Unless I really need them to because it's an adventure location. But because that was that kind of thing, and then they were going towards basically another, I guess, town. But it was, I guess, a single combat encounter there that was a surprise encounter. Then I felt like, well, pacing-wise, we could actually do a combat encounter here that was completely random. And I think it'll fit in pretty well. Now, that combat ended up taking longer than I anticipated, but we all still had a pretty good fun with it because I liked those particular creatures were a little more interesting than a lot of creatures in the Monster Manual. Gosh, a big part of this too is like having experience using monsters and realizing what makes an encounter fun and not because having just big bags of hit points is generally not going to be the most fun combat encounter versus creatures that can do other things and having environments that can do other things this is probably overlapping into uh encounter building topics which i guess could definitely be a topic we've got
2: like we're into like four different sessions at this point
0: yeah right of these <laughs> sessions i mean like yeah yeah it, it, i mean because it overlaps right like week session can encompass so many different things um I, we you know we talk about pacing for sure um make sure making sure <clears throat> encounters are Um, not even necessarily well-balanced, but just engaging, I think, for the players for various reasons, Um, and then just having having the best attitude for everybody, which, that's an interesting thing, too, is there are things you can control as the DM, and there are things you cannot control as the DM going into any session. You know, we can put a lot of blame on ourselves for, oh gosh, I totally fucked up this boss, made him way too strong, now I gotta bring in this legless NPC to go save, all the players, because I, uh, this is a reference to <laughs> me in Rhyme with the Frostmane, but I like, I, I super unbalanced this fight, and I need to fix things, and uh, thankfully ended up being memorable for kind of the wrong reasons, but still kind of worked in that case, uh, versus other times it may just be a player is super grumpy, or maybe they're not even grumpy, maybe they're distracted, maybe they have to be in and out because you know they've got a sick kid or something like it you know it just happens and that's something that you as the dm can't control at the table so you just kind of have to deal with and accept uh working around that challenge and and a lot of times that can create a weaker or maybe you've just got a missing player or two missing players that you didn't know about until right before you start that's going to create a challenge for you as the dm to try to move forward and deal with that complication and unfortunately, the best advice is that you probably have to experience it, you know, a couple times to be able to uh, know how to deal with it and learn from it. And also to uh, not let it affect you personally, To because if you start getting in your head or in a bad attitude, your whole table is fucked. I think that's the thing. Like, a player can come to the table and be in a bad mood, maybe they're thinking, oh, well, d and will cheer me up, and it just doesn't happen. Or maybe they get distracted halfway through, or whatever happens, and they're just not at their best. The DM has a lot more pressure, because if the DM's not at their, if they're feeling that, like, head funk or something, and they're going to it, going, oh, gosh, this is just not my day, I've had a bad day, that shit is going to very easily bleed over. Now it may depend on your personality and especially if you're an extrovert and you're like, I just need to be able to get around people and then that will elevate, you know, my spirits or something, then that could be the case that only you are going to know that. But I think there's a lot more pressure on the DM to make sure you come in with your best attitude and come in wanting to, you know, basically wanting to do the thing. That may be my other piece of advice is you may have to know when to call it, even if you you're technically available, but you're just not feeling it mentally. Oh I God, guess. You
2: keep, you keep beating me to saying things. This <laughs> is like the fifth time already. I'm like, no, oh, I. Oh, nope. You no, said No, go it. ahead. Oh, sorry. I, go I, ahead. Yeah. <laughs> 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 literally, like, I 10 seconds. I, I never play games like that. Yeah. I will literally just not play. Yeah, I because I know I will get too stressed out, and then it won't be good. I just, I'm just, I will. Say, I'm just not feeling it.
1: So, so like you've that. called sessions before.
2: Oh, all the time. Okay. um Usually it's just like I'm not feeling good or something. I won't specify. I watch someone that I play. One of my players is going to watch this mentally and I'll be like, sorry. Because um, I don't want it to always sound like, oh, I'm depressed and they don't want to play or something. If I'm not mentally into it or if I'm like half sick.
0: I, f- I feel like that's. Um, uh, that if used it's to... a
2: difficult session, that's different than other yeah. situations where I'm just like, if I'm running like a Frost Maiden dungeon or it's just a dungeon, that's so much easier to do than it is like we're going to have an RP heavy session with multiple yeah, but, npcs but, talking to each other
0: i shit. mean no, no matter what you're running you still have to be like in the right frame of mind to be like well i have to be kind of like i have to be a gamer i have to be a teacher i have to be a, a host i have to be a group coordinator like you have to be all of these things and if you're not you know i don't know what the word is but mentally you know at least 90 percent like it, it's gonna show and it's gonna be reflected now again you may there may be personality types out there that can be like oh well i come into D at like 50 percent, but then that like you know, brings me up. And then I, I take the joy for, I don't know how to describe it, but I'm not an extrovert. So <laughs> that doesn't, that doesn't really work for me necessarily. But um, there, I think there are, you know, don't, don't take that as, as gospel, but yeah, I think the DM, you, you've got to have the right attitude. Now, I think there used to be a, a more stigma for, you know, just mental health problems in general, or just, you know, having bad days or something like it used to be. you know, growing up, it was like, we'll just snap out of it, you know, feel better. There there was a lot of like compassion, I guess, for that kind of thing. And that's something I've noticed as an adult has really changed in the conversation. I think there's a lot more empathy and there's a lot more uh, folks just paying attention to each other's like mental well-being and and mental health uh, for the betterment of everybody to where now you understand if you say like, hey, I'm just not feeling it, you know, again, you can get into specifics or not. You can just say, I'm just you say I'm feeling sick or just like, I'm just, I've had a bad week or I'm really, you know, the probably easiest thing is I'm exhausted, right? I'm exhausted. And a lot of people will clue that in. They know what exhaustion feels like. And to you, it's just like, I'm just mentally foggy. Like I just can't do it. Or maybe you're just physically tired, but whatever the reason, like you can't do it. I personally, I don't think I have a ref, a reference to build that from in terms of I've had to cancel a session because I wasn't able to go then that kind of puts a <laughs> i just talked about this for a while but i i don't think do you have an additional complication and it's that and i don't i'm not speaking for your
2: non well, yeah because if like you're a, streaming, yeah that's a completely different thing like i thought about doing what you do and i'm just like that's just like next level commitment
0: yeah. because you you say you're going to be there next week people are expecting you to be there next
2: week and
0: that's definitely part uh, of it. Yeah, that's I, I definitely feel that kind of commitment. I, I would obviously prioritize my and my players before everybody else. But right. on the one hand, it has helped solidify a weekly schedule for my group where you get to see your friends so much. Yeah, <laughs> that that's become such it's normalized it now for my group. And a lot of people are like, you know, that, that's the big problem with folks. It's like I have the the willingness to play DD and and maybe even have the group but we just don't we can't coordinate you know the time together because we're all adults with lives and busy schedules and stuff and and this has created i feel like i've been grandfathered in with people having such busy schedules um that we managed to still get together for the most part and be able to do it so luckily that hasn't happened i think i've had to, well the other flip of the coin is i've had to cancel because of technical difficulties um, not lately, thankfully, and, and all the internet problems we just had over the last, what was it, three or four weeks, uh, thankfully, rarely bled into Friday. But I'm trying to think of an instance where I was, I don't know, I'm a weirdo though, I've, I've got such a like a optimistic brain.
1: I think. Uh, so I find it interesting <laughs> because I, I hadn't really considered the idea of if I wasn't really feeling it. Because <clears throat> what I've noticed is that when we first started playing, my brother-in-law was our DM. And I met the group that I play with now through this game that we started in 2016, right? Like it's been, yeah, like six or seven years that I've been playing with these people that I hadn't met in real life, that it was like friends of a friend that I'm playing with. And now it's like every week I get with them twice to do something different. And um, it's, it's one of those where when my brother-in-law started to back off, wanting to be the dm because he had situations that life was busy or he was tied up doing something and he couldn't make it us as players were still like oh man but we're just biting at the bit to be able to 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 play again and i was like well what if i started dm and like give him a break and then he can do it and then i can do it and then he was like you know what i'm just gonna step away for a bit i'm not doing this at all and i was like okay well i'm okay with this i can dm and then it became like uh this isn't so bad i can do this and then the commitment of playing every week and the players were invested and interested and it worked out well. Well, I've noticed with Candlekeep as we've spent so much time playing together, I was like, hey, how about we try an every other week game? And that way we can do something with our family every other week and then we'll play D&D every other week. And maybe that'll be absence makes the heart grow fonder type situation.
0: Yeah, were, were you um, feeling this was mainly your call that you were like, this has just been too much? Kind of,
1: it, it was group. Yeah. yeah, it was like a group thing. Problems. Um, no, it was kind of like, it was kind of like Eric's situation where it's a set day. It's Sunday night, just every Sunday night, we agreed that this was going to be the thing that we do. Um, one of the players was wanting to run a game for another group of friends. They had invited me, but I said, look, I'm already playing a work game and I'm doing this game. I, I feel like three games a week. Um, or two and a half games a week, it would be too much for me. Like, I, I don't want to get to the point where I'm not interested in D&D anymore. Um, so they started playing on Thursday nights, and I'll jump in and I'll listen to their game occasionally. Just as a player, I'm not interested in jumping in. Right, anyway, long story short, um, what I've realized is that it's way harder for me to get my engine up again after that week break. Mm. Right. If I'm on it every week, my mind has to constantly be thinking about it. If I give myself that week off there's a lot of times I don't think about it at all. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. weird for me because I was used to it being like owning space in my head. Um, Eric, I think you've even talked about it. Like when you take a vacation uh, or Christmas break or whatever the case may be, I think you've even missed it in like some of the Monday updates. It's like, I don't think about D D at all. No, <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> so, we, which is kind I, of heresy. I'm sure a lot of people are like, Oh, that's all I think about. It's my whole thing. And I'm like, "Absolutely." I, I, it, it's such a regular thing for me. And I've, turned it into such a you know side gig i guess to that's where there's better terms for it but to where i yeah i take breaks from it and it feels like i need to take break like vacation breaks from it and so that was my thought but i
1: i I do think that that ties into maybe my experience was that uh, at the end of the day i can blame it on prep um for sure because had i been more prepped and more aware of like, hey, if this doesn't go the way you want it to, you can have this encounter available. That then that's that's definitely my responsibility. I can blame a little bit on the players for not biting, right? Like yeah. I can I can I can have a little bit of blame on that for them not biting, um, but if I'm not giving them enough to eat, then that's my fault again. Um, I don't know. It's, it's interesting interesting scenario. And I, I, at the end of the day, I don't I don't. Um, when I say beat myself up, I guess i it's not like it infects me, but you're I do think about critic, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I do think about it. And it's, <clears throat> I do this for fun. I do this because um, I want to spend time with my friends having fun. And I've realized that kind of like what you were talking about, that you become making, uh, you know, the idea of like, if you were to start streaming it, you're making this whole new commitment. And it's like, well, then it's not for fun as much anymore it kind of becomes the well this is my obligation and while i'm okay being the dm i'm not complaining about that in any capacity there are moments where i think to just kind of back off and to be able to just be a player like in your patron game is fun as hell right like it's just a moment where i get to just how can i make eric like not know how to handle the situation. <laughs> not on purpose. You know what I mean? Not on purpose. But yeah. just if my character is kind of um, chaotic or spontan- spontaneous or just against what everybody else might do yeah. within reason. That, because that, character, that is,
2: character is great. Oh, thanks. I, I haven't watched any until recently because I've been thinking about joining in. So I've been watching to kind of like get a Catch feel That character is awesome.
1: It, it's I mean, starting a needle of being antagonistic and participating yeah I, I, I it's great
0: i I, I, think we could do a whole round table on based on your character like how to make a character that's not a typical supportive party member and yet they are absolutely delightful (laughs) like that is that is a challenge (laughs) i think i think it's very easy to fuck that character up and be a detriment to everybody involved and i think you are the opposite when it comes to that character thanks but i, I think but yeah i mean
1: just as a player it's 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 a lot of fun it's it's a lot of fun to take that break and i i, I almost wonder if that's not another suggestion of instead yeah. of taking a break let someone else take the reins for a little bit that way you don't get burnt out because I, I i almost wonder how much of it's that that problem is that the every two weeks thing and i'm taking too much space away from it
0: yeah we we definitely take holidays you like you're in a
2: Okay, I was going to say, you sound like you kind of got into like a forever DM situation a little bit. Uh, do you have other players that would, like if you true. said, I don't want to do this for a couple of
0: months, do you have someone that would take it? Yeah, a- can, can so, and so run like a module or something? Nah,
1: it's, it's definitely self-inflicted. It's, it's like, I want to do this. And I've realized the yeah. more that I've done it, that I, um, I like knowing everything about the world. I like knowing what's going on. And I've told even the players, I'm like, Hey, look, don't beat yourselves up about the, you know, maybe they couldn't figure something out or they didn't get to the thing that they wanted to get to in time. And it's like, no, 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 no. This wasn't, this was built against you. Like this was not made for you to necessarily succeed. You succeeding would be a good thing, but it doesn't mean that you lost by not succeeding. Um, I love that part. I love knowing the things that they'll never know. And as a player, you don't get those things anymore. Like I'm barely holding on to Midgard stuff because it's like, I don't know anything about this world. And if I look anything in the world up, I'm going to spoil it for myself. And I don't want to do that. I want it Mm. to all be fresh for me.
0: Um, And I'm not too big on huge amounts of world building. And and same thing when I read fantasy novels, Uh, folks that really dive into their world building and make it read like a history book, uh is kind of a drag for me i would much rather like just give me the characters and just explain the world around them like as needed basically and and fill in those gaps as we need them as we go around that's kind of like how i like to do the DD worlds that we explore also is like focus on the immediacy of what's going on. Now, if players ask questions, hopefully I'm knowledgeable enough to provide those answers. <laughs> you know, but I'm to me, I'm not here to I'm not here to lecture you at, like you're in a classroom and tell you about all the the things going on. But I know that there are folks who really enjoy that kind of thing. And same thing when I'm reading like uh, reviewing adventures or something. If if people go off and on about their, you know, huge backstory relevancy, I'm like, "Okay, but how does this matter in terms of this specific adventure and that the and what the players experience from this adventure?" If there's one piece of advice I can also give uh, to help alleviate weak sessions, end on a good note. Uh, you talked about like cliffhangers, and you're always good at cl- you know doing cliffhangers. That's great. Like if you've, if you're going to have weaker sessions, and you can't always end at a good place, and this kind of bleeds over into pacing as well. I Always try to find a good stopping point, but sometimes people are just tired, and you can and you can go back and watch just so many sessions that we've done where there's moments where I'm like, and that's where we're going to end the session. I'm like, yes, fucking nailed it. You know, just perfect ending. And there's other times where somebody's like, that's a pretty good stopping point. You know? <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, okay, I guess we'll stop here. You know, and it's just, it doesn't work out as well. Now, again, that's partly the, the contract you make when you play DD is like, I don't, I'm trying to do the session in a certain, a lot of time, but I'm not in, in charge of what, the players are doing that whole time. So how they choose to do their stuff and they might not know that it's going to, you know, build to anything and maybe it not, or maybe they end up going some places that don't work out well with the pacing. That's partly on them, partly on me. But if you can just try to end, you can't do this every time, but try to end on something exciting. Try to make people interested, at least in coming to the next session so that at least they have that good, you know, feeling coming out of it. And hopefully that helps alleviate Whatever the bad memories were, <laughs> but don't don't drag. The, well, I will. I've done that too. <laughs> Dragging the session a little bit longer if you can end it a good note, but you have to be very careful about that. Like you have to be like, all right, if I can, if I can drag this on for another, like ten or fifteen minutes, you know, another room or two, I can get to the perfect ending. But I've also had that blow up in my face where it's like, all right, I'm gonna get through this one more fight. <laughs> everybody's like you gotta be fucking kidding me with this one more fight (laughs) and of course if you watch the Patreon games once again i was gonna say
2: exactly like you stopped and i was like and and then you're like but and they're like and then you said exactly what i was just about to say (laughs) that is really tricky it is really tricky it is like i that's i used to think like i want to time this all out so like we get the last battle at the end and if we have to go a little bit long that's good i find that never works because for two reasons a like that last half hour gets kind of stretched out, and it's you don't enjoy it as much when it's supposed to be a peak. Yeah, and you so can now tell the energy levels are falling. Yeah. yeah, and I don't want to end with like, "Yay, we killed the big bad." I want it to end with like, "Yay, we killed the big bad." And then if you have twenty minutes afterwards where you can just like, in your maw after that, that's yeah. better to me. I would rather cut short early now. I've learned than to try, especially because big bad battle bat big things can go three times as long as you think they're yeah. going to go.
0: You just never
2: know you just yeah never I, know.
0: i've definitely learned where like for cool. my big marquee boss fights i need the full session for that and if i haven't start like i need to be able to end like right before that session starts because if i have like another battle before it then i'm like oh shit <laughs> like we're never gonna get through all this content in one session yeah you had a, like you had a you had
2: a battle at frost where it was one of like 45 times when Frey went Wendigo. to <laughs> go you were at some place and it was like multiple rooms involved and it just went it was like two sessions. Oh, I know what you're talking so about. That's fun to watch. Yeah, but he was just such a shit show of like people going up, people going down, people transforming, not transforming. Yeah, someone was turning into a bug. It was just insane. Like <laughs> that, you just never know when that's going to happen. Yeah. That. Uh. Now <laughs> I'm like less is more has become my kind of mantra, and I have short sessions as well. So that's just kind of
0: that. That's part of the challenge. Is uh it, it, again, it all comes down to pacing for for me, because and that's something I've gotten from the fact that we're you know we're older. We're just don't have the energy level to do it for too long. Um, and then it's a streaming show. So also I'm trying to think about it from you know, like a TV production aspect too. Where it's just like, I'm thinking about like, okay, is this interesting for anybody you know, involved right now in what we're doing? And okay, let's move on to the next thing. Like almost feeling like I'm the person in the you know control booth saying like, all right, cut to camera three. Let's go over to this thing going on to try someone to keep things watching, moving.
2: Doesn't, someone who's watching is not going to be tired in the way that you and your players are going to be. Right, so they want it to end. They want it to end on a big thing. They don't want to end on like a,
0: yeah. And that and that's let's well, just end it there because we're tired. <laughs> it's so hard, like it because that's that's the big challenge to running a live RPG. Like it, this is not scripted. I mean I've got a bunch of notes lined up where it's like hey if everything goes according to plan yeah. then this 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 and this should happen. But even my plan, I don't have it like it's not in my show notes like okay this battle is going to last 45 minutes. This battle is going to last 20 minutes. Like I don't fucking know. You could you could have a battle last almost no time if somebody does something that I haven't thought of where it's like oh I'm going to cast some spell that instantly solves this problem and I'm like oh well that changes things quite a bit. Like it's it's that kind of thing it, you I can give advice all day long, but you kind of just have to experience a lot of that and, and you just gain, you have to level up and gain experience um, and, and survive those kind of experiences and see how you deal with that. But I think pacing yourself out, giving yourself a general time slot and then saying, okay, do we have enough going on for everybody here? That's going to make things happy. It's going to make everybody happy. And you'll also begin to learn how long certain things take. And we even do, you know, our level up sessions, which um, take a a good chunk of time, but everybody likes them, including us, the players, where, uh, you know, we go through what everybody has learned. We talk about all their stuff and it's kind of a little, I don't know, player's handbook session almost, where we're just kind of all looking at abilities and things like, oh, that's cool. And uh, that, you know, that can take 30 minutes to 45 minutes or the beginning of a session, So I know if that's going to happen, I'm going to have even less time for that session. So I'm really making sure we can get, you know, some stuff done there to the best of my ability, but still I'm not fully in control of my players' actions and where they decide and what to do. So, you know, you can come in with the best practices and try to figure out how it's going to work, but ultimately um, you're also along for the ride in some ways and you kind of just have to be able to learn those skills of how to read the room um and that's just kind of basic human empathy but some people still don't quite have that (laughs) they're so uh, let's be honest a lot of people are just very very selfish and maybe not even fully aware how selfish they are in terms of not seeing other people and seeing their enjoyment Right. Like that's. And so part of the social contract you make when you sit at table with other people is like, all right, let's all have a good time. But there's going to be people at the table that are like, well, I'm definitely going to make sure I have a good time, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so I part of that as the DM is just is reading the room and being able to make sure everybody else it, it, you the DM cannot be the selfish one. <laughs> oh, you know, hopefully, hopefully nobody is right. Hopefully we're all good adults and blah, blah, blah. But um. People are humans and it happens to everybody, but the DM more than anybody has to be the least selfish person at the table. And you also have to be the most empathetic person and be able to read how everybody's reactions are. Now you're not gonna please everybody all the time. That should be your goal, but it's not completely realistic. Some folks are gonna check out during some elements. Some folks aren't gonna like certain fights as much. Maybe they chose a weird thing at the beginning of the fight and now they're like separated. And they're like barely able to do anything. Maybe they're missing with all their attacks. Like something's happening and they're not fully engaged in that fight. But at least maybe things are happening and the fight's still cool. And then hopefully they can do other things, you know, for that session. So not necessarily going to be able to work for everybody all the time. And sometimes it's going to be out of your hands. But yeah, I think uh, being able to know your players, reading the room during the session, not just knowing them beforehand what they want, but really looking at like body language and what they're saying, how they're saying it, and then registering that in the back of your mind without necessarily going like, okay, well, Frank's having a shitty time, so we need to start doing something. You know, don't <laughs> don't like call it out or anything, but realize it in the back of your head and then have the, uh, hopefully, the, the, the social skills and acumen to be able to bring that person back in. And that's like just high-level DMing Right there, that's that's like the ultimate skill unlocked. I think. Uh, let's go over final thoughts for week sessions, Jason. We'll start with you. What are your final uh, points of advice or whatever I, thoughts you can I, give us for week sessions? I ask a question to the two of you. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought about this so
2: before you were you're talking about like wanting to know what you you're trying to make things good for the players. So you want to know what your players want, and. I've sort of struggled with the sort of, like, do, do like, ask at the end of campaigns to, like, what did you guys like? And do it in, like, in a session format. But what I've sort of realized is I think people may have things they want to say that are not something they want to say
0: in front of everybody else. So I have done a... I was wondering about an anonymous... I have done that. Thing.
2: Okay. I, and how did
0: that work out? Good. I didn't... Um, I'm, terif- I'm terrified of no. I'd be terrified of it. personally i I think it's good i i think it's it's hilarious because if you really know your players it's not really anonymous because you can (laughs) immediately you can get their body language from you know from the typing and stuff so that part's pretty funny Uh, especially when we have like you know four or five people or something but no i I think it's good because i do think it it allows people to maybe speak more candidly and and freely and uh i use uh, in fact if if you end up joining the uh, the Patreon game. One of the stipulations is that people fill out a D and D survey, uh, which is nice. yeah anonymous for everybody. That they can add in. Um, well, not for me. I can see what everybody's responded with because that's important for me. But um, for people, it allows you to fill out this questionnaire, and then that's what I use uh, whenever I speak to my uh, players about doing these kind of things. Which honestly, I don't. I used to do them a lot more often. Now, I, at this point, I kind of know everything I need to know for the most part. I don't. I don't. I haven't done one in a while. I think maybe beginning of rhyme was the last time I did. I don't even remember, but uh, anyway, but you can do a, uh, a Google survey. I think is what it's called. It allows you to, to put out a questionnaire and then people can then respond to all those different. And you can even put like multiple choices or whatever else. And then it's just completely anonymous. Uh, you, You can either check it to make it anonymous or not anonymous, I guess, but either way, um, It helps people be able to speak freely, especially if it's like a one-on-one, especially if they're typing to you versus talking to you, that might let them collect their thoughts um, a little bit better. So I I definitely am positive on using that kind of feedback. You've done it
2: before. What I'm curious is about getting feedback. Oh, you've done it on feedback. You said that. Did you feel it was you're Um, learning from
0: it? I've done it based on like... I, I guess I haven't done it based on any specific thing that happened. So it wasn't like a post. I mean, hell we do our, we do our live chats now kind of as our, as our post falling action thing. And I like to think right. we're pretty, we're pretty candid uh, during those sessions, but I, I guess I've done like, Hey, what do you kind of want in your, your in the, the upcoming session? Like, where do you feel about these kind of things? I've done like that kind of thing. I guess I haven't done like a full on uh, feedback thing that was anonymous. Cause I think we, we kind of, chat also, about it you guys have known each other for a thousand we're years. pretty candid yeah like if let's say we're talking about like someone
2: who's got a brand new crew they pull together they they get to like act one in a year-long campaign and they want to put like uh like a little out survey out there like do you think your character is getting enough time are you too much fighting is there not enough fighting are you i think
0: that's a great yeah i would, I would definitely do that is there- okay
2: interesting yeah, I, I would,
0: I, you know, and you can even you can itemize all your questions like that and be as nitty gritty as you want. I think people will, if you do that, I think that will excite people because they're like, oh, man, they really care about like what I think about all these yeah. different elements. And this allows me to really get into the weeds of anything. I think if anything, they'll be more excited because of that opportunity to give that kind of feedback. I mean, people, you know, yeah, and you can you could even do like a five star rating or whatever, like for, for individual like things like, hey, where do you, you know, rank these kind of elements of of play and stuff like that. And if you have specific antidotes you can talk about, because maybe you were unsure about certain things that happened either with a story or like, yeah, maybe did, did this fight go on too long? Just kind of, you can even ask specific questions. Um, I, I think that's a great method for sure.
1: I've not done a survey with <clears throat> my players and definitely not an anonymous one we've done like after campaign situations, but like the first one that I ran was tomb of annihilation and it took two years so it was a situation where everybody was just like happy to be done but i had players the whole time they stayed and they they did it the entire time uh i have a work game that we started with lost minds and it transitioned into tomb because it was already new tomb right it wasn't reworking things it was just customizing things for them um i had eight players at one point and we Thank did you. our best to just make. The, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we did our best to make the thing go as quickly as we could. Um, And they stayed with me for a, at least a year and a half. I wow. think we're, pushing a two and a half year thing and we're still not even done yet i've lost a handful of players but it's not because in my heart of hearts i know it's not because they were irritated or frustrated or angry just life got involved yeah. right and so them happen to stay another two hour two and a half hours after work after working all day it, it had lost its appeal for them um everybody left on reasonably good terms it's it, that's that's fine um i'm down to four players now with that group um I feel like I had a better reason. We were talking about surveys. Um,
0: also give me I your love, final thoughts in general too. <laughs> yeah, 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 sorry, sorry, that's that yeah. too. Um, and and I,
1: I love the idea of being able to give um, an anonymous survey, but I do think it's a lot like Eric's situation that if you know your players at all, um you're going to be able to suss out who's who uh and maybe that's you know it doesn't matter because you're not gonna like hold it against them or whatever yeah
0: you're a reasonable person um i mean if you know them well enough then just you know check in with them and and hopefully everybody's candid to be able to talk about that kind of stuff and maybe honestly at this point we probably don't even need to talk about it too when we do in the chats but like i know like i will immediately and you'll see me go on the chats be like oh man this fight lasted too long, or I ruled this incorrectly, or I did something, you know, it's it's pretty obvious when it happens. And obviously I'm a human. I very much make mistakes all the time. And I think as long as you immediately, um, you know, cop to that and uh, just talk to your players about that kind of thing and be pretty candid. Now that works for me because I'm these are my lifelong best friends. You know, that's not going to be the case for all the groups out there. And then it's going to be a little more you know, using formal surveys, I think would be more appropriate for. As yeah, a I think it's a staff. great
1: idea. Uh, as far as, you know, for me, I, I appreciate you guys send me the bill for this therapy session. Um, and <laughs> I'll be happy to pay. Um, but, but no, in general, it's a situation where um, I, I think everybody said the same thing. You're not going to have a strong session every single game. And so to beat yourself up or to get too caught up on the idea that, Hey, that one wasn't fun. Um, is i think it. beating
0: yourself up means you care a lot and i think that's a great quality to have but just don't uh kill yourself over it yeah
1: use it and and um apply you know i think we've hit uh the nail on a bunch of things pacing coming up with um uh, a random encounter was good i don't know why i didn't think about that before um the orcs attack suggestion of when yeah. things get slow just have and, something and, exciting and it, happen. it
0: doesn't even have to be a combat encounter necessarily we use i encounter i feel like it's it uh too equal to uh combat encounter but that doesn't have to be the case it can be somebody like runs up and picks somebody's pocket or something like some street urchin or something Just like a thing has to happen for somebody to interact with that doesn't have to be like, oh, a bunch of bandits show up and, and swipe sword. Because if anything, the combat encounter, then you're in for a penny in for a pound. You're like, oh, I'm really shifting things over into now. now this is going to be. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be like a, a huge time sink versus you could just have a a incident happen. And they, they could have the players be more uh, and interactive. Every and encounter, that's a combat counter doesn't have to be at the same level
2: no. of difficulty. Our players love combats where it's almost too easy, I've found. That's where they get to do, like, cool creative stuff. Yeah. Show off
0: a little bit, I find. And, and I as a DM, a, I... We're th- forgotten. That's a that's a whole other topic to talk about. But as a DM, I find those hilariously unsatisfying. Because I'm like, oh, I didn't get to do anything cool with these monsters. I feel like this was a waste of time. But then when you talk to your players afterwards, like, oh, I had so much fun just annihilating these monsters with, like, one spell. And that was a, that's an interesting thing from a DM standpoint. Where you're like, oh, I didn't really have fun there, but my players really enjoyed beating up on my monsters... So And then when you be able to do a cool attack with a monster, it's like, oh, you've taken off half your hit points and you're stunned now. And the DM's like, ah, oh. the player's like, yeah, okay. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> so there's an interesting give and take there between, uh, you know, where does your enjoyment come from and uh, being able to balance the encounters appropriately. Again, probably another, this is overlapping with a lot of different topics for sure. uh Brian, do you have any more final thoughts? Uh, nope. Uh, I think all of you guys made great suggestions.
1: I think the unbalanced encounter sounds like a lot of fun. I'll have to give it a shot sometime. <laughs> uh, I did want
2: to say really quick that I yeah. think that candlekeep campaign that you're running, that's probably like the most difficult situation you could be in. That it sounds because you've got like a series of mini narratives, yeah. and then a series of character narratives. That kind of timing to me,
0: I'm not saying it, that sounds awesome.
2: I think that's a great idea. Like, the, like the, from what I remember that, that that book, does it sounds mean... like a
0: really hard to pace. That book doesn't even try to, like, string those together, I think, either. And and only a handful of them even take place in Candlekeep. The rest are just like, this involves a book somehow. <laughs> and a lot of them are like, open this book and it teleports you to a different world. Like, they're really designed to drop in, drop out. So, yeah, I'm impressed that at least Keys from the Golden Vault, which is another big anthology series, they did kind of be like, well, you can treat this like a serialized thing where the pe- the people are all members of the golden vault and they get these little should this is your mission should you choose to accept it things like it kind of tries to put them together but candle keep mysteries is like good luck dm you idiot that's great that's cool though <laughs> I, like, I, I like it as an idea i
2: think that's really fun
0: um yeah i think the best uh, the whole this whole session has been uh advice left and right um but you know, have your best practices in play. Just know that uh, you're going to have some weak sessions no matter how well you do. And some of it is going to be controlled by you. You will make mistakes. And other times it's not going to be controlled by you. And it's just something you're going to have to be able to deal with. And it will get easier to deal with any problems you come up with. Now, this is a separate topic than having a problematic player. That is an entirely different thing. That's not really what we're talking about here. Obviously, if you're having weak sessions because somebody, because Frank's being an asshole, every single, I don't know any Franks. So that's why I'm using it. Uh, <laughs> let me be Frank. Um, then that's a different topic, right? That's not a weak session. That's having a shit player that you need to probably drop. And, and if you have to even ask about, you know, somebody being a shit player, they're probably a shit player and they're not worth your time and aggravation, I would think. Um, but we're talking about like, you've got a good group, you know, you can do good sessions and sometimes they're just not good. And you know, we're, we're going to beat ourselves up about them unless we're Jason, we're just amazing DMS. um, But my, my general point was that I
2: don't, I don't know because I'm not paying enough attention. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
0: Or more importantly (laughs) that you, you like, Hey, I'm not feeling I'm not feeling my 100%. We're not going to do the session. And that, I think, is an important gotcha. tool to have also. Like, it's because yep. I, I mentioned the fact that if you're not, you know, you can have a player maybe show up at 75% and they can be fine for the session. Maybe they won't be. But if you show up at, like, 50% and you don't ever get above that, it's going to bleed through and it's it may drag the whole thing down. And that can be a big bummer for everybody. So take care of yourself um and then like like the little airplane you know make sure you put the mask on yourself before your before your players with the oxygen mask drops uh but then take care of you know all your players read the room just get a feel for who they are as people and players and you know obviously that's going to come with experience you're not this is a lot to put on somebody's play if they're just starting with a new group also don't try and worry about all that shit you've already got a game to run like it's just it's going to come with a couple things and hopefully all your players give you a couple sessions to like settle into things uh and then hopefully we can have a great campaign from there all right i think that is we actually went over a freaking hour on this so that's amazing uh for this month's dm roundtable uh brandon and jason super big thanks and thank you to all the patrons for helping make these DM roundtables happen. Uh Platinum patrons Joe, Will, Thomas, Stan, Brandon, Zenersider, Electic, Role Player, Role, Christopher, Corey, Big Nut, John F, John L, Scott, Eric, Tyler, Nathan, Camp Crystalite, Counselor, Andrew, Daryl, The Reldren, Captain Woody79, Stephanie, Andy, Patrick, Jason, and Ishmael. And Gold patrons RPG, Paper Crafts, Pretty Boy, and Yuma, Deadlizzard, Lion, Sam, Lumpy's Buds, Jerome, Nathan, Vasa, Torres, Scott, Rufus, Carolyn, Jerry, Thomas, and Glenn. Thank you all very much for your support. I hope to see you all again for next month's DM roundtable discussion. Thanks. Go go run a game for your friends. Yep. <laughs> yep.
2: yep. Yep. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> and, and pause. <laughs>